0: Baby Boomer Tales. For our top 10 55 years ago, that is the top 10 pop songs this week in 1968. Number 10. Do You Know The Way To San Jose? Dion Warwick. Number 9. Cowboys To Girls. The Intruders. Number 8. Ain't Nothing Like The Real Thing. Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell. Number seven, Moni Moni, Tommy James and the Shondells. Number six, Yummy Yummy Yummy, The Ohio Express. Number five, Honey by Bobby Goldsboro. Number four by Archie Bell and the Drells, Tighten Up. Number three, A Beautiful Morning, The Rascals. Number two, the Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, Hugo Montenegro, and his orchestra and chorus. And the number one song 55 years ago this week by Simon and Garfunkel, it will be three weeks at number one by the time it's all said and done, Mrs. Robinson. One of the greatest cons a little kid can pull in his childhood is to pretend to be sick and stay home from school. This single act, I count as some of my greatest achievements when I was in grade school. I would wake up in the morning and decide I don't want to go to school today. I don't want to go to school. I want to stay home and watch Leave It to Beaver or Captain Kangaroo or Sky King. That was only on Saturday, but anyway. So I'd groan and my mom would say, Jimmy, get up. You're going to be late for school. And I'd cough a little, you know, (coughs) or something like that. Go, I don't feel so good. And my mom would come and she'd put her hand on my forehead automatically. She didn't ask, is your stomach upset? Did you hurt yourself? She always checked my forehead first to see if I had a fever. I'd moan, and I'd groan, and I'd say, I can make it. I can make it. (coughs) And she goes, where don't you feel good, honey? She'd go and get the thermometer and remind me not to chomp down on it and break that glass and get that mercury in my stomach. It could kill me. She'd say, open up, lift your tongue up a little. Now close your mouth and don't move that thermometer. And I'd have to wait 60 seconds. It seemed like half an hour. Lay there and have to take temperature. I'd try to hold it to make it warmer, you know. I never ran it under a hot water or anything. I would get busted for sure. I was a professional stay-at-home, pretend-to-be-sick kid. I'd do it every once in a while. I bet I did it from grade 2 through grade 6. I bet I did it 30 times. I don't know. I never kept score. But she comes and she go. Well, you're not too warm. Oh, I don't feel good. I guess I go. Could could you drive me? And, and can the nurse call you if if I can't make it, Mommy? I think I called my mom, Mommy, when I was little. Maybe I just called her Mom. Mom. Kind of put that whimper in your voice, you know. Try to conjure up a tear in your eye. Give a good couple coughs again. <coughs> uh, and she'd go, Well, maybe you stay home this morning. We'll see how you do this afternoon. Thank you. I'll I'll be better. I know I uh, w- 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 will. And she'd go get my brothers and my sister ready for school. And I'd lay there like, V is for victory. I All right, all right, give me a comic book. I hear her coming down the hallway, and I stash the comic book, throw it over the other side of the room, pull the covers up, and close my eyes. She put her hand on my forehead, go, are you okay, honey? Kind of flutter your eyes a little and try to look at her with one eye open and a grimace on your face and go, I don't feel too good. She'd say something like, would a 7-Up help you? <coughs> yeah, a 7-Up would be okay. She walked out the room and you go, alright, 7-Up, seven 7-Up, seven alright. Anyway, what she would feed me for my sick day food was always either Campbell's tomato or Campbell's chicken noodle soup. And a 7-Up. And then later, if I proved that I could keep it all down and, you know, no doubt about it, I don't know what she was worried about. My head wasn't in the toilet and throwing up like I'm really sick. I'd get magic food. I would get magic food. If I was sick or pretend sick, the one thing I could always depend on is Campbell's soup, 7-Up, and magic food. Now, magic food was orange sherbet. I like to call it sherbet sherbet but it's sherbert i believe my wife has trained me that i was saying it wrong all these years doesn't she listen to my podcast she should know i say a lot of words wrong for a director's correction here the pronunciation of that frozen treat is sherbet not sherbert so i had it backwards even now i always have probably always will oh well And anyway, I love, to this day, I love orange sherbet. When I'm making my list out for the grocery store once in a while, I go, can I put magic food down? And she knows immediately what I'm talking about. If I am sick in this day and age, just so sick, The one thing she knows, she doesn't even have to ask me anymore. She goes to the store and buys orange sherbet. I don't want raspberry sherbet. I don't want lime sherbet or pineapple sherbet. Those about the four flavors. I want magic food, orange sherbet. So my mom would bring me orange sherbet. Well, about the time I could prove that I could drink a 7-Up without it harming me, I'd say, can i watch tv it make me feel better sometimes she'd make me just stay in bed we didn't have tvs in our rooms and on our phones and you know whatever tv in every room of the house but eventually i got to get up and go out to the living room and lay on the couch with covers on and watch tv and eat magic food and drink seven up I had to make it through the lunch hour, though, or else I'd be sent to school at lunchtime. So I'd have to be pretty sick. Well, if I was out in the living room watching TV or not, about 1 o'clock in the afternoon, I could start acting like I felt a little better, kind of get up a couple times and go, Mom, I think I feel better then about 1.30 or so, when it's too late to send me to school, let's face it. Mom, I think I feel better. Can I watch TV? If I haven't already secured my privileges of watching TV. And of course I got to watch TV. I'd like to watch Price is Right, you know, in the morning if I could swing it. Or Truth or Consequences. Those are shows that weren't on on Saturday. Price is Right, Truth or Consequences, To Tell the Truth. What's that one with Bill Cullen? Remember him? Anyway, I liked all those shows. Now, I didn't like those old soap operas. I did not like soap operas. But I liked those game shows. And I liked, you know, whatever I could watch besides the soap opera. Well, about 3 o'clock, when you knew school was going to be getting out pretty soon, you'd announce to your mother... I think I feel better. I probably could go to school tomorrow. Can I go to Wayne's house when school's over? Could I have Keith over? If Terry came over, we could play some electric football, and I wouldn't go outside, Mom. I I know, I've been sick, but we could play electric football. We could, Mom. Once in a blue moon, she'd let me have somebody over, but I never got to go somewhere. And I couldn't understand it. I'm well now. I feel fine. I know I was sick this morning. I had three bowls of magic food and two 7-ups and a bowl of tomato soup. And that made me feel better. Guaranteed. Then my brothers and my sister come home from school. And everybody wondered why I got to jump around and watch TV in my pajamas. Our unusual fact of the week this week is about Smokey the Bear. In the 1950s, during a raging wildfire in the Captain Mountains of New Mexico, a bear cub was badly burned and injured, and he was rescued by some firefighters that barely survived this one wildfire. But they found this bear cub that had been burned, and so they rescued him. And his story spread far and wide, and he eventually became the advertising icon of the U.S. Forest Service. Remember, only you can prevent forest fires. His real name was Smoky Bear, but there was an advertising song that had to call him Smokey the Bear for it to fit into the jingle or the tune of the song. And so, I remember calling him Smokey the Bear. But his real name is Smokey Bear. Smokey died in 1976. He spent his life in the National Zoo in Washington, D.C. But they sent him back to the Captain Mountains there in New Mexico to be buried. So when somebody says Smokey the Bear, you don't need to remind them. You can just keep it to yourself with a smile and an extra special place in your heart that his name is really Smokey Bear today i think it's hard to skip school they make you have doctor slips and all that stuff also since the big lockdown of 2020 we all have chromebooks and you can do all your work at home you don't have to wait for josephine to bring you your homework home she brings it to your house because the teacher asked her to because she knew that if she asked wayne or bill or somebody they'd probably lose your books between school and your house so they always found some girl that was a lot more dependable to bring you your homework and then you're faced with man I thought I got out of school and here's they're bringing my homework I used to love staying home from school but by the time I was in high school I didn't do that anymore. I don't know if it was the allure of being in school with a bunch of girls or knowing that if you miss a practice for basketball or football, you're in danger of not getting your starting position that weekend's game or something like that, you know. But I can just remember playing sick during grade school. It worked out pretty well for me. I must have been a master actor. I can't believe my mother was that gullible. If it was left to my dad, I could have a 140 degree temperature, a broken leg, dislocated shoulder, and pneumonia. You're well enough to go to school. Go to school. I think that's how he would handle it. I remember him disagreeing with my mom on several occasions about me staying home. When I hit the working world, I knew I couldn't pull that trick anymore. Even though many states and companies have paid sick policies, pay you to be sick. Wish they'd had that when I was in school. Make a little money while I'm at it. There's several times I remember I missed work, and it was a hardship missing work. Once I hurt my back so bad that I couldn't even get off the living room floor. My wife's uncle, who was a chiropractor, had to come over the house and work me over on our living room floor just to get me up where I could lay on the couch. Chiropractor making house calls. It helped to be related. He was the best chiropractor I ever knew. Later on, I hurt my foot playing softball and I could not afford to miss work. I had a job where I did have to walk some. I had to greet people and hustle and I was on crutches for weeks and weeks and a walking boot for months. And it made it hard, but I never missed a day on that. Not one. Of course, I finished the inning at the softball game before I really realized how injured I really was. So I was about as smart then as when I was eight or nine. Some of the famous sick days in our society here in America, when people missed the most work, The day after Christmas, the day after New Year's, the day after the 4th of July, and practically any given Monday. Most famous movie about skipping out on something like that is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I ought to watch that, just to see what I'm talking about. Always be kind. It's really the only way to be. I will be back next Wednesday. I know I will. Looking forward to it. Peace out. Jim Gipta said that he is sick and he wants some magic food.